morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, October 5th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bolger. And we come to you three times a week to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we are going to be in the book of Deuteronomy, looking at a speech from Moses. But before we get to that text, let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, we come to you this day hoping to hear your word We're hoping to hear your word of love and compassion to us so that we may turn and share it with others. And so we ask that we would hear and that in hearing we would be transformed. Amen. Amen. Our scripture is from Deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 8 through 14. Listen forward from God. Then you shall again obey the Lord observing all his commandments that I am commanding you today. And the Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all your undertakings, in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your livestock, and in the fruit of your soil. For the Lord will again delight in prospering you, just as he delighted in prospering your ancestors. When you obey the Lord your God by observing his commandments and decrees that are written in this book of the law, because you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Surely this commandment that I am commanding you today is not too hard for you, nor is it too far away. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will go up to heaven for us and get it for us that we may hear it and observe it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will cross to the other side of the sea for us and get it for us so that we may hear it and observe it? No, the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and in your heart for you to observe. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Brett, this is Moses speaking, but why is he saying this and to whom is he saying it? Thank goodness I literally just taught a class on Deuteronomy, so I'm good to go on That's this right. one. Uh, this is this is Moses' farewell speech. This is at the end of the book of Deuteronomy and therefore at the end of the book of Torah. Um, the book of Deuteronomy is made up of three or four, depending on what scholar you're reading, uh, speeches from Moses. And the whole arc of the book is... Uh, Moses reminding the Israelite people of God's faithfulness, of where they've come from through the wilderness, reminding them of the law, and he he, re, he rehashes through the Deuteronomic law for a while, uh, and then looking to the future for the transition because Moses will die at the end of this book. Uh, and all of that is wrapped up in what we, again, this is Moses' farewell speech in chapter 29 and chapter 30, uh, and it's, many people consider it uh, the best rhetorical speech in the Old Testament. Uh, it is. It is. It, it describes all the things that I described in the book of Deuteronomy in two chapters. Uh, and what it is doing is reminding the people of God's um, of, of, of God's faithfulness. It's helping them to transition uh, to new leadership, to something completely different. This is a transition 
from the founding of the nation of Israel to who the nation of Israel will be as they journey into the promised land. Uh, and it's a guard against despair. Uh, if you remember, the Israelites have wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. This is pretty much a completely new generation who has not uh, experienced the Exodus event. That generation has passed. And so they they are feeling this despair of, are we ever going to get to the promised land? Is God's covenant still going to be true? Who are we when, we, when our leader, Moses, won't be with us? Uh, and so everything Moses is doing in this speech is pointing them back to God, uh, pointing them back to their history to remember God in that history, and then pointing them to the future with the truth that God will remain with them. Uh, with that lovely verse 14, the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and in your heart for you to observe. Yeah, and I, you know, one of the biggest issues for Israel is that the word has been spoken to them through Moses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what are they going to do without the person who has spoken the word to them? Especially yes. because they so seriously take the idea of God's mystery and majesty and that you can't even look at God um, without being diminished. And so, because God is so very holy. And so this is a farewell discourse. Moses is not only going to hand over leadership to Joshua, he's just going to die. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what do you leave them with? And, you know, it's so funny because I noticed this in our, uh, in these days or like in our tradition about buildings, right? So people, have this kind of reverence about their church building, mm -hmm. that it wouldn't be the church if it weren't that actual building. Mm -hmm. And I get it because the pew that your parents and grandparents yeah. sat in, yeah. the pew where you have had revelations or felt like God is speak speaking to you, that is powerful. But Moses is reminding them that it's the word that matters, not where or when it came. Mm -hmm. It's the word that matters, and it is always now mm -hmm. on their lips. They've heard it. It's not going anywhere. I also think there's an element, you know, we talked about justifying on Monday. I think this is kind of like him preemptively wanting to justify the people who say, but I don't remember the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And how can I trust it without Moses here to tell me exactly what to do? Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, the truth is, for many of us, in any of the myriad of decisions we make in the course of the day, and most likely over the course of our life, there isn't mystery about God want, what God wants for us. Mm -hmm. The Word is with us. Mm -hmm. If you have any sort of passing knowledge of who Jesus actually is. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just saying that because you and I are people who are steeped in the Bible all the time. Mm -hmm. but, but I do know that um, it is in your mouth and in your heart. All you have to do is observe it. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty lovely. I think it's super lovely. You know, um, the word, the, the word, you know, justify is tied to righteousness. You know, you justify yourself to be in right relationship with God. And so uh, to, to, to move towards righteousness, which Jesus ultimately justifies us for righteousness. But I, I love, I love your point to, to what's happening here of, of Moses is, is reminding uh, all the people um, that they have been uh, justified in this law, in this revelation that God has given them. Uh, because it's scary. <laughs> you know, the, the future is scary. Of course uh, it is. And, and it's, it's, it's terrifying. And, and yeah, I, I, 
to, to come back to the church metaphor, you know, um, there are things that can absolutely enhance our faith. Uh, and, and I think a building is, can be one of those in the space that you're in, you know, the, when, uh, whether it be out in nature or in that, that building that your family has been in for generations, you know, that, that moves and stirs your soul. Uh, but also, uh, that isn't, that isn't it. That isn't the end. That God can still stir your soul when you're in exile in a different place. Uh, and the people are going to be, they're not going to move straight into the promised land. It's going to be a process getting there. And it's going to, and they're not going to stay there. <laughs> and so the word of God is what we cling to in the midst of all the disruption uh, in life, which we all have uh, faced, at least in the past two years, of this disruption, this uh this this complete change something that we didn't think would ever happen uh and the word of god still speaks it's still written on our hearts uh which uh is is sometimes hard to remember i also love that the bible is so transparent that there's grieving too yes um there's grieving when the person who shared the word with you dies there's Mm -hmm. grieving when a building that you have loved so much somehow changes i think grieving is very real um, as you know, Brett, la- uh, last night I got word that my uncle had passed away and it occurred to me that my grief is because he was so good to me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my grief. Mm-hmm. That as a kid with kind of this really traumatic childhood, he was this kind of like steady, kind, loving presence. And, um, and if I didn't care about him, there would be no grief. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is. And yeah. I think that's okay. We just move through it and trust that God will be in every bit of it. And and the the gift of, uh, you know, as elder generations, the next is to uh, to go back to uh, our passage on Monday, to, to love the Lord your God and to love others. Uh, and then to look at this passage today is to point others back towards that. Um, because there will be a moment... There will be a moment where your uh, physical life ends here on the, this earth. And so what you have pointed the next generation to in your love is what will remain um, and will help guide them uh, in what comes next. Mm. Our quote today is from Anne Lamott, who says, Why couldn't Jesus command us to obsess over everything? to try to control and manipulate people, to try not to breathe at all or to pay attention, stomp away to brood when people annoy us, and then eat a big bag of Hershey's Kisses in bed. (laughs) Why couldn't he? Those are some commandments, but I think I'll take the ones that lead to life. Friends, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you'll come back on Friday. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, both now and in the life everlasting. Amen. Amen.